The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by the Valentine Museum. Its Richmond History Makers event honors the individuals, organizations, objects, and even moments that have shaped Richmond's history over the past 125 years. Thursday, April 11th, part of a week-long celebration at the Valentine. Tickets can be purchased at richmondhistorymakers.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Governor Ralph Northam struck a cautiously hopeful tone at his latest press conference on the state's response to the coronavirus. While highlighting rising vaccination rates, he said a return to in-person schooling would soon be a reality for many more Virginia students. Patrick Larson reports. Governor Northam says two-thirds of school staff statewide have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. It's not a requirement for schools to reopen, but he says it helps. The state's deadline for school divisions to begin offering in-person learning options is coming up next week on March 15th. I'm glad to say that now all all of our school divisions have submitted plans for in-person learning options, and most have started. Northam asked parents to work with teachers on bringing kids back to school safely so more can return in the spring. Noting learning loss and mental health issues associated with students going virtual, Northam says the classroom is, quote, where they need to be. Patrick Larson, VPM News. The head of Virginia's vaccine distribution, Dr. Danny Avula, says the state is now receiving hundreds of thousands of vaccine doses weekly and shipments of the new Johnson & Johnson vaccine will rise considerably later this month. As supply becomes a smaller concern, Avula says state and local officials have to focus more on getting people to take the shot. We are going to have to continually shift our education, our messaging, and our strategies to get vaccine into those hesitant communities. Avula says black communities originally expressed the most apprehension, but now he says more people in white rural areas are concerned. The state will soon announce details on larger public vaccination events in Petersburg, Danville, and Portsmouth. The governor's office says a lawsuit filed by an employee of Virginia's government watchdog agency is a political ploy riddled with false accusations. As Whitney Evans explains, the office of the inspector general had investigated complaints of misconduct by the state parole board. The inspector general looked into the controversial release of Vincent Martin last year. Martin was convicted for the 1979 killing of a Richmond police officer. Investigator Jennifer Moschetti authored the report that followed the misconduct investigation. Now she's suing the agency, alleging she was suspended for coming forward to state lawmakers about what she perceived as an attempt to withhold much of the report from the public. A longer version of the investigation, digging deeper into the alleged misconduct, was later leaked by an unknown source. The the governor's called for an investigation. His chief of staff, Clark Mercer, says the release of the longer report was incredibly irresponsible. Those draft reports include unsubstantiated claims that are being bandied about as fact by political opponents. The lawsuit also alleges the governor's office intimidated Moschetti and accuses Attorney General Mark Herring of shortening the report. The offices of the governor and attorney general deny those allegations. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Last month, Virginia's Senate delayed setting up new restrictions on how lawmakers spend their campaign money. Ben Pavia reports on some of the creative ways they've used the cash. Senator Joe Morrissey is a graceful wakeboarder. The proof is in a two-minute video of the Democrat and his kids at Lake Anna. Morrissey spent $1,200 in campaign funds on the video. 
Another candidate, former Republican delegate Tim Hugo, used campaign funds to pay his teenage children to help clean his office. That spending is all legal under current law. Nancy Morgan heads the Virginia chapter of American Promise, a group advocating for campaign finance reform. For the last two years, we've been saying this is the lowest hanging fruit. Last month, the state Senate killed a plan that would have banned personal use of campaign dollars. This was really a surprise to our entire group. The issue will now likely go to a commission for further study. Ben Pavier, VPM News. The president of Virginia Commonwealth University released more details yesterday about the school's independent and comprehensive review of Greek life on campus. This comes days after a student was killed during an alleged hazing incident. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa reports. In a blog post, VCU President Michael Rao said this review will be conducted by the university's Division of Student Affairs. It will investigate issues related to hazing and general recruitment practices, as well as alcohol and drug abuse and sexual violence. Rao says the goal is for VCU to become, quote, a national model that promotes health and safety and creates a climate of respect and inclusion. Last month, freshman student Adam Oakes died after allegedly being hazed by members of the fraternity Delta Chi. The group has since been suspended, although some VCU students I've spoken with have called for a permanent expulsion and even the purging of all Greek life from campus. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. Richmond City Council has removed some of the red tape for building homeless shelters and other housing services. The new zoning changes will allow building by right in some business and residential districts, eliminating the need for a special permit. Council member Stephanie Lynch is one of the sponsors. She says shelters will still have to meet requirements to be accessible by bus and not concentrated in one area. Having accessible services everywhere harmonizes with our overall homeless strategic plan and is a better and more dignified way to serve people. The new ordinance also removes city council from the process. Currently, council members have the final say on approving special permits for homeless services. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, March 9th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. PM.